from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And welcome back to another edition of the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang here with you, always brought to you by Food City. Carmen has the week off. It is fall break here at Lee Athletics, but that doesn't mean that Lee Athletics is slowing down at all. The men's soccer team has the weekend off, but volleyball and women's soccer are both at home this week as the Lady Flames in soccer will host Valdosta State on Friday, then West Georgia on Sunday at the Raycon Sports Complex, and the Lady Flames in volleyball will host Auburn Montgomery on Friday night, then turn around and take on West Florida coming up on Saturday, both of those games at Walker Arena. And that leads us into our guest here this week, Cameron Halpin of the Lady Flames volleyball team here. And the Lady Flames, Cam, you guys got 1-2 last week in conference play, lost a tough one against Montevallo in five sets, got swept by Mississippi College, and then kind of rebounded against West Alabama. What was kind of the attitude of the team going from that Friday night getting swept mm-hmm. leading into Saturday? Because, you know, it's a short turnaround, and you have to drive between the two places. Yeah. So it was kind of the, what was the mindset of the team? Yeah, we knew we didn't perform how we wanted to on Friday. That is for sure. Um, we took a lot of time after the game to do really just personal reflection, and then we reflected as a team together as well. And I think we really took that seriously into we know we have another game in almost less than 24 hours. It's a very quick turnaround, like you said. And we knew we had a job to do Um, going into West Alabama. We knew that we couldn't bring this loss into the next game. You know, you can feel the pain of the loss, but ultimately we do have another game to play. And we went to the game and we knew we needed to do our job and play how we play as a team and not let a loss define us. And I think we really did that. And we talked a lot during the game, in between sets and everything. Um, We constantly wanted to get better in each set. And I think we did our job in the game. And I think there's still a lot to learn from both games. I was going to say, in the Mississippi College game, you guys were right in every set, just couldn't quite figure out how to close it out. And then it was reverse West Alabama. You guys were ahead. They kept making it closer Mm -hmm. and closer. What? Do you think you guys those adjustments you guys made really helped in the West Alabama game compared to Mississippi College? Yeah, I think um, never really letting up um, during Mississippi College, we fought back. We just fought back all at the wrong times um, okay, to yeah. where we couldn't quite pull the sets out. Um, and then West Alabama, we really went in knowing we were going to have to fight for it and play like our team normally plays. And you know, when we see them coming back, that's when we're like, okay, they're honestly pulling the same thing we pulled last night um and this is just real we really have to capitalize on focus on our side cl- play clean volleyball and then ultimately um i think it pulled out for us in the win you know we, we've kind of dubbed you george starna on the broadcast last time the road warriors because you've only played four games at home and you've played nine a- true away games and seven games like at neutral sites how hard has that been just constantly having to be on the road and not being able to play in our own gym it's definitely tough <laughs> it is definitely tough for sure um we love playing at home and that's why we're all so excited for this weekend we really like to show everyone what we can do um the type of team that we are this year and i just think playing away normally we struggle playing away and i think this year i mean doesn't really allow us to struggle and i honestly think we've learned how to play away too and i i think it's a really good opportunity for us um as unfortunate as it can be sometimes you know those long bus rides but i think with each trip we're learning more and more how to do that well I was going to say, you guys are 4-5 and five in true away games and 5-2 and two in neutral games. So overall, you're 9-7 you're and seven on the road and then 3-1 and one at home, just showing you talk about you know the growth in that just 
stepping up. You've had some players, you know, sick in some games. Some players hurt. Mm-hmm. How have some of the younger players kind of stepped up for this team? They have stepped up and done their job so well. Um, I'm very impressed because I don't think I could have done that as a freshman, and so they impressed me stepping in. Um, I can't even name one person. I honestly think every single person that has been given the opportunity has really capitalized on it, and um, I'm really proud of our team for not having that divide of you know upperclassmen, lowerclassmen. I think we all mesh really well together, and I think we're all a very talented team to where if one normal starter is out or sick or anything, any type of situation, we easily have someone that is ready to go and step in, and there's not much of a hole that has to be filled. You know, they can fill it up really well and we all just mesh together like that and it's really it's it's a really cool thing also kind of bouncing off of that with the the injuries and the sickness you've had to have some players play in spots they're not used to playing and like ashton playing up at the net getting yes. a few blocks here <laughs> and there talk about that transition for you guys of you know trying to figure out hey can this work putting like ashton here or abby here or someone else what's been that process yeah. like um there has been a lot of changes and you know the, in practice there's constantly changes all the time we're constantly trying new things um there's a lot of like what if situations i think that we deal with and you know ashton playing front row she really capitalized on her moment abby switching you know there's carmen has played right side in a couple of games grace has played right side and they really have just utilized on their opportunity and i think it's very selfless of them to and like have that kind of mindset wherever you put me i'm going to do my job Looking at this weekend now, coming up, it's Auburn-Montgomery and West Florida, as I mentioned a little while ago. We all know about West Florida. They're the top of the conference. They're very, very good in the standings, 8-0. AUM is a team right there kind of like us. They're 4-4 four and four in conference, just like we are. They're 14-6 and six overall. A very, very winnable game, mm-hmm. but they're also a pretty good team. Yeah. they. These games are going to be a battle. They're both really good teams in our conference, um, but I think – that's the fun thing about the GSC is there's not really a top dog. I think any team is beatable. Mm-hmm. I think we're able to win any game. We just have to go in with this mentality that we know it's going to be a battle. And if we play our game like we should, then I think it's going to be a really fun game. One of the things we've had a couple of different players on this year have been their cross-cultural trips. We had Ashton, your teammate, on. She went to Northern Ireland. We had a couple of soccer girls on that talked about their trip to England. You had a chance to go overseas as well this year with a few of your teammates. First of all, who went with you and where did you go? Yes, my teammates, um, Lauren, Taylor, Macy, and I all went to Israel this past summer. And we were also able to go with Andrea Hudson. And so that was a really cool thing. Um, it was it was for our cross-cultural experience. Um, normally the team would go, but because of, you know, coaching changes, COVID years, all these things kind of made that difficult. But I'm still really glad that I was able to have this experience with four of my teammates. And it was really fun. So what was what was the purpose of the of the cross cultural trip? Was it mission work? What was the purpose of it? Yes, we worked. We actually stayed in Palestine, and so we were able to host a um, camp for volleyball and coach Palestinian kids. We did that for three days out of the trip, and um, then other days we just went and visited holy sites in Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and it was really meaningful. We were able to meet some Palestinian women that um, Coach Hudson knew from previous trips and kind of just make connections in different ways. Um, So it was really beautiful. There was a lot of different meetings that I took out of that trip. So was this a spot that Coach Hudson had been to several times in the past and that's how you ended up going to Israel slash Palestine? Yes. So what was was one of the most memorable sites you went to? 
Um, that's such a hard question because there's so many, I feel like me and the three other teammates that I went with all have completely different experiences. Okay. Okay. Um, there's so many places that I had experiences at that the, I just felt like the Lord was moving, talking to me and, but then there's so many places that I would recommend someone else going to. And so it's, it's like a a difficult question, but, um, the Via Della Rosa is probably something that I would recommend anyone going to. They have, you know, like the different stations that, you know, this is where Jesus fell down. This is where he knelt against the wall. And we had a tour guide that was able to just explain each station and explain the significance of it. And that was just really what impacted me that I would love for anyone else to go and see. If they had to do one thing, that was where I would recommend. You talked about also doing volleyball camps over there. What was that like interacting with kids in a different culture, trying to teach you some volleyball where probably English wasn't their first language or really spoke any English at all. Right. English was definitely not their first language. We definitely had a language barrier there. Um, luckily, there was a 15-year-old girl who spoke both English and Arabic, and so she was able to translate for us. Um, and then we were just able to connect on that level with her and just really form a relationship. Um, but teaching the girls volleyball, you know, they loved volleyball. They we're on a team, but you know, their coaches didn't really know much about volleyball. Um, and so having us come in and kind of just lead a couple of their practices and show them drills, um, they knew we were college volleyball players. And so we, they were just in awe almost of everything we were teaching them because it was so different from what they had seen. And so it was fun. You know, we were able to, you know, they all wanted to follow us on Instagram afterwards. I'm and sure. We, yeah. We just were able to take pictures and build connections. And it was just a really fun three days of getting to coach. So what was it like middle school age and older or was it slightly younger kids? What was, what was the age range? There was honestly a mix. Um, it was mostly middle school. There were some okay. high schoolers and then there was one boy actually on the team. And so we just had a whole range of people. Was it, was it hard? Like, you talking about the language barrier, translating certain things in skills-wise for volleyball to, to teach them, or is it was that did that come a little more naturally? Um, it was a little more natural. We were able to, you know, sh- the the movements are the same, and so sure. that helped definitely a lot. And then the more one-on-one interactions, as long as we just had the girl there, we were able to clearly communicate. It wasn't that hard. And um, something I think was really cool is. They didn't really rely on the translator. They were trying. And I think that was just something that was really meaningful. You know, we were trying, they were trying. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing that can happen. So looking at your future now, what's next for Cam Halpin after she, she graduates and moves on from Lee? What is, what's your next goal? Um, I There's a lot of uncertainties with that for sure. Um, I think being a senior is definitely scary. Um, but I think it's important to not let that fear fester for very long um i would love to work in human trafficking um prevention okay. or um a nonprofit in some type of way um, i'm getting my degree in sociology and so i would love to use that in some way some social work or case management for human trafficking victims or um, domestic violence survivors things like that have you ever considered uh, looking to do it overseas or are you looking to at least start here in the state and eventually go overseas or is that something you've ever considered i have definitely looked into it i'm not against it um wherever the lord wants me i would be willing to go so i think for right now i'm planning to stay in the states but if that's a door that he opens up then i would definitely look more into it 
Joined here by Cameron Halpin of the Lady Flames volleyball team. They've got two games this weekend coming up against AUM and West Florida at Walk Arena, 7 p.m. on Friday night and then 1 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. Cam, thanks so much for joining us, talking about volleyball, and then hearing your great experiences in Israel and Palestine. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We'll take a quick time out. I'll be back with more here in a moment on the Burnham Podcast. I was told the place I was looking for didn't exist. A place that could refine my raw talents into something greater. Where I could ask big questions about my faith, not settling for easy answers. And I could risk what's comfortable in pursuit of my dream. To join with others, find my voice, and change the world. I was told that place didn't exist. Then I found Lee. Welcome back to the Burnabout Podcast. Philip Tang back here with you. And we thank Cam Halpin for joining us here on the Burnabout Podcast. And I'll make a correction. It is 6 p.m. against AUM on Friday night, not 7 p.m. I mentioned that a moment ago. want to get that straight. It is 6 p.m. at Walker Arena. Lady Flames volleyball, as I mentioned, went 1-2 last week. Lost in five sets to Montevallo and then lost in three sets to Mississippi College before bouncing back and winning in three sets against West Alabama. Their season is slowly wrapping up. Next weekend, after this home stand against a Florida, they go back on the road. Guess what? Back on the road. And they will go to Orlando, Florida for the Gulf South Conference Sunshine State Conference crossover tournament. They'll play three games. Teams yet to be announced. Stay tuned to leeuflames.com for all of those announcements coming up here in just a little bit as they will play three teams. Then they come back home for a game against Christian Brothers on a Wednesday night. And then on October 28th, they go to Union. Then they go to Huntsville. Then they wrap up the homestand over homecoming against Valdosta and West Georgia. And the regular season wraps up in Rome against Shorter University on November 11th. So their season is winding down very, very quickly. The Gulf South Conference Tournament will start November 14th. Flames Soccer has the weekend off with the buys for the Flames. Valdosta and West Georgia do not have men's soccer teams. The Flames do not have an opponent this week. They will play one game on Monday, on October 16th, at Carson Newman in Jefferson City, up the road, up I-75 to Carson Newman, and they will go out of conference on Monday night at 7 p.m. Then they go to Delta State and Mississippi College the following weekend, the 20th and the 22nd, and then they wrap up with Christian Brothers and Union. So they only have five games left in this regular season for the Flames soccer team, who sits tied for second place in the Gulf South Conference. Their tournament will begin on November 5th, the Sunday after homecoming. Lady Flames, as I mentioned in soccer, have the two games this weekend at Walker. That's going to be a Raycon Sports Complex. They will host Valdosta State at 7 p.m. on Friday, and then West Georgia at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. They also go to Delta State Mississippi College, and then they will host Christian Brothers and Union the last uh, weekend in October. Their conference tournament again will start on November 5th that Sunday. They are in first place in the GSC standings. Both teams got the win over Shorter. The Flames won 5-0 last week. The Lady Flames won 10-0. Both teams got shutouts and more importantly we had a very, very successful Kicking It for Kids with Cancer. A great turnout from both fans and kids with a part of the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Again, go to hatcherfoundation.org for more information on that. But it was a great, great uh, Friday night for that Kicking It for Kids with Cancer event. Other big news this coming this past week, we announced our Hall of Fame class at Lee University for this year. We have four very, very deserving recipients. Former coach 
Coach Cam, uh, who Cam Halpin mentioned a little while ago, Andrea Hudson, was is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Women's basketball player, All-American Aaron Walsh-Fister, and then Summer Lanter Hernandez, the women's soccer player, former Lady Flame, will be in the Hall of Fame, and then former athletic trainer Jeff Mullins will be inducted in the Hall of Fame as well this year. Coach Hudson had an 843 and 343 record for 30 seasons from 1991 to 2021. Aaron Walsh played from 2014 to 2018, had 1,800 career points, seventh all-time in Lady Flames history. Summer Lanter from 2013 to 2017 scored 56 goals in her career. She's also seventh all-time. She led the Gulf South Conference in scoring with 20 in 2017. And then Jeff Mullins from 2003 to 2022 was a head athletic trainer. And in 2015, he was the director of sports medicine. He also played baseball during that first year that they were reinstated in 1997 and 1998. The inductions will be recognized at halftime of the men's game in uh, homecoming for the men's basketball game. And then... That night at 6 p.m. in the John D. Nichols room of the Lee University Chapel will be the official Hall of Fame banquet. So congratulations to those four outstanding individuals for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. We also announced this week that coming up during homecoming will be this annual brunch for former athletes, athletic alumni brunch, Saturday, November 4th at 10 a.m. at the Raycon Sports Complex, part of the Lee Homing Homecoming festivities. You can go to leeuflames.com and register now, and then they will have the Flame Walk tailgate at 11.15 at the Pedestrian Mall, followed by the women's uh, basketball game and the men's basketball game as a part of homecoming. So a busy, busy week all coming up here for the Flames and Lady Flames as we get closer and closer to that big homecoming weekend. Lady Flames golf finished in third place at a tough... Tournament at the University of North Georgia, the Leanne Noble Memorial Tournament, came in third place. Yui, Swinch Dammit, came in seventh to lead the way for the Lady Flames as they took third place. Just a handful of strokes out of second place and had a very, very solid final round. One over as a team, second best round of anybody as a team in that third and final round for the whole tournament. So we're a, little, a little bit of a slower weekend in terms of games being played, but we've got four home exciting games for you this week. Don't forget, at 6 p.m. on Friday night at Walker Arena will be the Lady Flames volleyball team taking on AUM. And then the Lady Flames will play West Florida at 1 o'clock at, Wa- at Walker Arena in volleyball as well. Lady Flames Soccer will host at 7 p.m. at the Raycon Sports Complex. It will be Valdosta State. And then 3 p.m. on Sunday against West Georgia, who are coming up from Carrollton, Georgia. So two home women's soccer games as well. Before we wrap it up, our Fired Up Moment of the Week, I want to give it to Amelia Jacobs this week. The freshman soccer player from Carryville, Tennessee, had not only scored her first career goal, had her first career hat-trick as she scored three goals in the win against Shorter. She was named Gulf South Conference Freshman of the Week. So congrats to Amelia Jacobs for our Fired Up Moment of the Week week. That's going to do it for this edition of the Burn Em Up Podcast. Carmel Story will be back with us next week as we'll have another guest for you. And as always, we are brought to you by Food City. For all of us at Lee University, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.